I'm off my game today. No, you're not. That's true. People are going to have to start making better content. I think we're going to be talking about this for a long time. When you program for everyone, you program for no one. I think it's that we're a purpose-driven platform. Like, we're trying to get to substance. How okay. was that? Are you happy with that? Yeah. This is marketing therapy right now. It, it really is. <laughs> What's up? I'm Laura Carenti. And I'm Alexa Kristen. Welcome to a special Women, Women Crush, Crush Wednesday, Wednesday exclusive interview featuring the one and only Miss Mika Brzezinski. Mika is a co-host of Morning Joe on MSNBC and really started a movement because she had a moment in her life and realized that she wanted to have a purpose-driven career to help other women know their value. Yeah, and while, Alex, I mean, we were originally enamored with her as a woman in media, I think what we found over the course of getting to know Mika and her story is actually what sits beneath the surface or behind the desk or maybe not behind the desk, maybe on the other side of the desk, <laughs> um, is that Mika's experienced things that are constant conversations that we have as professionals and one that we find a lot of our friends having too in terms of knowing their value and understanding how they evolve as a brand in the market. Mm -hmm. Also, I think what she says, and you'll hear this really interesting, is like, well, you have to have more than maybe just this, right? This being one thing. Um, because you don't know what's going to happen, especially in the media and marketing space. Right. Like technology like disrupts. Technology, yeah. Networks Think, change. There's acquisitions and mergers happening all the time. And without knowing your purpose, to your point, you know, you have to understand how do you evolve as your own brand? And there's so much of this going on, especially in the marketing world, where you're starting to see CMOs jumping out and branding themselves um, beyond just their business and starting to become influencers and movers and shakers that stand for something. And this doesn't just apply, by the way, to our industry. I think that what we recognize, whether that's in news, whether that's in finance, education, finance, yeah, yeah. there's opportunity to find what it is that moves you and and reach out and do it right and find the white space and so i think mika's story was one that we wanted to drop as a special episode i hope you enjoy it enjoy We are so excited to be in the booth today with the one and only Mika, Mika Brzezinski. Brzezinski. Hi. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Good. Mika, everyone, for those of you who don't know, and if you don't, well... You should. You should. <laughs> uh, Mika is the co-host of MSNBC's Morning Joe weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m., and also the founder of the Know Your Value movement. Welcome to the show, Mika. Thank you so much. for being here. Thanks for having me on. My God. <laughs> I'm excited. We are excited to A have little you. nervous. You made oh, me think about really? it. Really? Yeah. We made you nervous? <laughs> yep. That is an honor. Yeah. <laughs> I always just admit it. I'm right going to tell everybody go. that. I was actually going to ask you, like, do you ever get nervous? I get very nervous. Do you? I, uh, I get nervous during um, things like this, um, when it's intimate and personal, and speaking in front of cr actual crowds. But I love being on TV. I could do that forever. You're amazing. like amazing. I sweat in front of crowds. I get flop sweat down my back. <laughs> but I think, is it more like excitement, like anxious nervousness? It's a mixture of being nervous yeah. and feeling like everyone's looking at me and I've done something dramatically wrong before I even open my mouth. And we all feel a that A mixture way. of anxiety. That's of how wanting I feel to on like, Saturdays. Yeah. To do the right thing and yeah. to say the right thing and to get it all right. And then a mixture of excitement too. 
Amazing. Do you talk about that? And okay, so we're going to go into like, yeah. you're this amazing New York Times bestselling writer. Right. right you have started this movement about women knowing their True, value and I growing have. their value. Yes, I have. Do you think that men actually get nervous the same way women get nervous? Like, no, they don't. And they they have a lot of qualities that we, we need to emulate. Like they are incredibly, they are ridiculously overconfident. I love that. They are, <laughs> um, they lie. They lie like rugs. They don't even know they're lying. When they're negotiating, they lie unbelievably. <laughs> and you, they, they have no idea they're doing it. They that's can't the remember truth. anything, right? They forget everything. And that's an incredible quality, too, that helps them succeed professionally. So it's I like men, like... the first ephemeral media brand. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? This also could feel like couples counseling right now. Yes. Yes. I mean, oh, there's a this lot is of like that. indicative of the conversation I had at my dinner table last night. <laughs> Anyhow, so your brand, Mika Brzezinski brand, we're really curious to understand coming out of CBS, obviously now on NBC and growing up in the world of journalism, now sort of spreading your wings into media company owner for all intents and purposes. Can you talk to us a little bit about what that looks like from a vision standpoint and where you see Know Your Value going? Yeah. When I was in, uh, you know, when I was 14 years old, I wanted to be in, in a TV news reporter. So I was very focused from the get-go and I started working at like the local cable Fairfax cable access. I did a TV That's show awesome. when I was 16 called M&M's Mika and Melissa show. <laughs> and we looked at like teen issues. We made an open driving my truck and like it was, you know, the beginning of, you know, someone who was very focused on having a career in television. I worked at uh, the networks and at local affiliates as interns during summers for free. When I was in college, I did a TV show on the cable access uh, TV channel in North Adams, Massachusetts on the issue of teen pregnancy because at that time, wow. 1988, North Adams had the highest rate of teen pregnancy in the country. Wow! From then on, I worked my way up had kids, got married, uh, but continued to really drive at that career all the way to CBS News in 60 Minutes. And at the height of it, I had two kids. I was able to bring them to work with me at times. I had really successfully navigated conflating in a positive way family and work. And I thought I really had it down when I was anchoring the Sunday evening news on CBS and one of my kids was under the desk. <laughs> and uh, quiet, by the way, which is amazing, given the child that she was. Um and I also had a contract to be a contributor to 60 Minutes. And that was kind of like the plum it girl job of CBS at the time. And a year later, Dan Rather was taken down because of Memogate. Right. Management was swept out. And about six months after that, Katie Couric was hired. And four days later, I was called down to the president's office and I was fired on the spot. Wow. Um, wow. And I walked out of there very... Um, heartbroken and stunned and shocked. Uh, my identity had been just swallowed out of me, taken mm. away, sucked out of me, just, just in, in a poof. And a lot of friends disappeared, which is interesting too. Um, so to answer your question about where I go moving forward, I did kind of climb back into TV, sort of at the bottom, but I always thought, you know, we get fired from these jobs. These jobs come and go. Ratings come and go jobs in TV are just not the future. And I'm going to be, I'm almost 40 at the time. I'm almost 50 now. 
And I need to figure out what this all, what I can do with this, mm. what something good. And that's when I wrote the book, Knowing Your Value, a couple years later. And it really kind of exploded in my face. I mean, the book was a bestseller. Women were coming up to me from all over the place saying, I read your book, I got a raise. I read your book, I got a raise. I read your book, I got the leave that I wanted. I read your book and that's I figured amazing. out my job. Amazing. And all walks of life. And that's when I realized that's what I'm going to do after TV. That's what I'm going to do. Isn't it an awesome feeling when you finally you're realize people. you're in control of that destiny? Yes. Alexa and I yeah. have had this conversation many times about the impetus for this podcast and knowing what you're passionate about and you love and there's nothing that's going to get in your way. And I'm so passionate it. Using about your it. voice for it. Yep. I mean, really putting your it voice makes to it. the job actually more secure because honestly... If I, if I, if my TV job goes away and boy, I've seen it happen. I've seen my TV job go away in the snap. Right. Uh, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And I'm building it now, but it, it would, it would happen regardless of the TV job. And it sort of makes everything that I do have perspective and I do it better because those TV jobs, when you know that they could go away at the, at the click of a switch, you kind of are nervous about that yeah. and you behave in a nervous way and you make decisions based on that fear. Right. Yeah. You're writing your own destiny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So you're doing this for yourself, mm -hmm. right? But you're also mm -hmm. doing it for other women. I mean, it started as something that was personal. You saw you saw this like epiphany moment. Yeah. Right. And it, then the story itself starts with my own journey to learn to advocate for myself and how bad I was at it, despite the success I'd had. I think we all are. I mean, yeah, yeah. no, we're we all, all bad are. at it. Yeah. yeah. And um, the audiences that I reach when I when I do uh, a workshop event, Know Your Value event. I usually have a room of about five to 700 women from corporate vice presidents, CEOs, down to people at the very bottom right. working in trenches or unemployed. Yeah. And they all are nodding their heads about the same lessons we teach and tips we give and advice that we hand out. Because I do think this is kind of a very innate issue that is going to be something that if women want to know their value and they want to communicate it effectively, they're going to have to work very hard on it. What, what do you think the future of women in media is? I mean, it's a really interesting time in especially news journalism, mm -hmm. on air, yeah. TV talent, and news I, anchors, I those types of things. One of the things we're always baffled by when we walk into many rooms, there's a lot of fabulous women that we meet along the way that are some of the most creative and inspired and passionate women in advertising, yeah. marketing, um, media. media. And we often find that when you start getting to the top, especially when it comes to talent conversations or it comes to executive decisions, the numbers start to thin out. Yeah. Um, very few times do we walk into rooms where there's big female executives. I mean, the, the chairwoman of, and I say chairwoman, Linda Yaccarino of your network is oh, yeah. someone who... I'm she's enamored her, she's with. A force. Aside she's from her fantastic. shoes, she's yeah, one yeah. of the most fiercest women I know in in the industry. But you don't see it as often as you like. Right. Until Alexa's point, like, where do you see women playing a stronger role? Well, I think I I see them as they learn to leverage their value v with their with their words. 
and actions, as opposed to let it being leveraged for themselves or letting the decisions being made for themselves, I think we'll see more more women rise to the top. But it starts with a voice. It starts with understanding what it is that you need. It starts with knowing it's okay to ask. It starts with knowing that it's okay if you don't get it and you have to go somewhere else. Like, I think we personalize a lot of things and we take offense to a lot of things and we take inwardly a lot of the problems that we confront at work. Yeah. And what I'm trying to do with the Know Your Value you uh, brand and message and an actual playbook and workshops is teach women to understand the first thing you can do is start talking to your employer about all the issues that you're confronting. I mean, I just went through um, a workshop that we did for Comcast and we did financial management. We had people raising their hands, talking about the debt they were in, talking about not understanding how to put away money and exactly. We were answering the most personal financial questions ever and we got them to ask, yeah. which is which was the permission that Know Your Value gives women. I hate to call it permission because no one's holding you back except for you. Okay, and we need to teach you to get up under the lights and negotiate for yourself. And I say under the lights because at my events, I actually have normal women who really struggle with their value make iPhone videos talking about the value that they bring to the table, whether it be at home, at work, at a part time job, looking for jobs, whatever. Who are you? What is it that you bring to the table? Put it into words and put it on an iPhone video and send it in. By the way, Realize how many times you delete that because you're terrible at it and get better. And we picked five finalists and we made them even more better and taught them what they're looking for and asked them, what is it the message they want to send? What is it that they want to get back in return? What is it they're looking for? What's their backstory that they can bring to the table? And of, uh, in many cases, the pitches that we saw on stage were completely different than the pitches we saw in the iPhone video after really bringing out the essence of who that person was and teaching them to communicate it effectively, not just with the stories they tell and the words they bring to the table, but their voice, their posture, what they put on that day, how it feels, and how they present. And those things are hard. They seem simple. They're really hard. You put someone out of their lights and you make them compete. And that is what a negotiation or an important meeting with your boss feels like. You are yeah, it's the same raw (laughs) kind of oh feeling like, oh my God, I, I, I can't I, ask. I can't. Well, yeah. and also like, I think I'm going to wing it. I'll just go in there and I'll ask him for this, this, and this. No, you can't do that. You actually need to prepare for this meeting and you need to prepare for every part of it. You need to prepare for how it's going to feel, how awkward it is. How about doing some role play- playing with someone? Prepare for every potential. What exactly are you, are you going to say when you make that ask? This is going to be the difference between women leaving because they don't think they can get what they want and companies being able to retain great talent yeah. because they simply can give them what they want, which might be really easy at times. Women leaving yeah. versus women leading. That is my new tech. Oh, oh my God. I love it. You can, good. you can Very have good. That. You can have <laughs> that's like, I like that. It's a good a tagline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For me, what's really interesting is you said early on, and it was a question we wanted to ask you is that men actually play a really important role in how we think of ourselves in emulating them. You said that early on. Sure. And I think that's really important. Like, how have men played a role in your career path? How have you learned? I know, you know, you're really good friends with Joe. Yeah. He's been hugely supportive. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he has. No, you, actually, with the uh, negotiation of my salary, I went back to him several times after going in there 
And well, first I love all, this story. Go into what he like. <laughs> oh, yeah, I will. Uh, but let me back up and just talk, like when this all began and we were actually negotiating our very first Morning Joe contracts, I was such a girl and Willie and Joe were men negotiating their contracts. So I would be like waiting for my phone to ring, waiting for my phone to ring. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Am I going to get the job? I'm, I'm freelance. I'm going to get the job. I hope it, I pray to God I'm back here soon. <laughs> oh my God. I hope I, oh my God, my, my phone rang. I gotta oh, oh my God. Oh my God. I deleted it. Oh my God. So, and then <laughs> Willie and Joe, Joe would be like, now on this podcast, is there, what's the FCC rules here on oh, no. it's free, free ball. Free, free, free ball? Free, yeah, free ball. So Joe be like, you know what? Go fuck yourself, okay? <laughs> you mother... <laughs> and this then is Mika hear... doing an impression of Joe, Joe. on and the phone. And then he would hang up and I'd be like, was that her boss? And he'd, be like, he'd be like, fuck Bill. And I'd be like, but you just said that to her. And I'm like shaking for his behavior. What's wrong with that? There's yeah, so much amazing. wrong with that. It's not even funny. And at the time, I didn't know there was anything wrong with that. I was like, really? Like, what's wrong with Joe? Meanwhile, I'm like, where do I sign? <laughs> right, right. Amazing. I'll sign my name right here. Right. Here, let me sign it four times for you. And please don't pay me enough. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was unbelievable. I was fully responsible. For How my, many years ago was that? Uh, Nine. Wow. So yeah. how much have you grown into oh, where you're bossing them around now? Because well, that's how I picture the <laughs> backroom negotiations. Well, that was the funniest thing about it all and kind of sad. And the thing about women is I was running the show. I that's was right. booking the show. Oh, I yeah, was girl. holding the show together. <laughs> I was the re- I was the glue of the show. I worked as much as Willie and Joe more. Yeah. And I did not. But I was not able to communicate for myself. And I was too scared to take a risk and say, you know what? Go, go stick it. I'm not coming unless you guys pay me. This is a good show. Right. By the way, I knew it was a good show. Yeah. I was becoming like um, a bigger, uh, you know, deal in this business than I ever have in my life. And I could see it happening in real time. And I didn't even think to leverage it. And you felt it inside I felt yourself. I grateful. To be there. Just it's amazing. I would I would love to ask Joe, what did you feel? I bet Grateful would be in the top 10 choice of no, words. <laughs> I, trust me, it was not. He's like, they're lucky to have me. And I should have thought that yeah. too about myself. Yeah. yeah. Because they were. Yeah. They had a big problem on their hands. And well, our show was yeah. fixing it. How one do we go ahead. One of the things that I think you're instilling, and I think a lot of maybe it's a result of the election, maybe it's part of the women's movement, all this sort of stuff. Alexa and I are always grateful this is the right time to use that word for one another and having yeah. there, there's it's moments when you guys other. are good together when, um thank you i feel like i'm having that kind of day and alexa's like tell them to go fuck themselves mm-hmm. or she's having that moment i'm like remember who you are mm-hmm. yeah how do you see today post-election the rise of what we feel is this intergenerational it's not just about being a mentor but it's about pulling each other together yes by the bootstraps and saying get your shit together we're in this for the long haul how do you see that community Yeah, you know i think that's gonna i i witness and i'm writing two books about it right i'm witnessing a sea change Mm -hmm. about women helping each other and pulling together is exactly where it's at i don't get mentors i don't get the mentor thing people Mm -hmm. who are your mentors a lot of people say that yeah i i barely survived myself some of the most successful women some some of the most successful women have said have said that recently like because there was it's this whole like i feel like the, i don't have time to yeah. i mean but also i help a lot of people around me yes whoever they are i help them i help women wherever i can go but i don't consider myself a mentor i consider myself sharing yeah. as much as possible and getting it done i don't i, I don't right. get the whole mentor i guess there are mentor 
ships that are valuable, but it has never really worked in my world. Pulling together, very different. I think we see each other's value in a way that 20 years ago, it, it was a dynamic that simply didn't exist. We were horrible to each other. Yeah, 20 yeah that's years so ago. true. That's true. Um, you know, I'm almost 50. I started this when I was in my late teens. Let me just tell you, it's different now than it was back then. We're not nice to each other back then, and we wanted to be the only woman in the room. And now I'm looking in a room of people. I'd want to work with you. I'd want to work with you. I do. I would. Yeah. I, I would feel. Dr- I can get. I get. You get it. And I actually had that experience with you. And I. And I. You know. Gosh, back when I was starting out, I just felt like I had to survive the women around me. Yeah. Yeah. But anyhow, Mika, shifting gears. I think one of the things, and we'll just go into your your news world. Um, how do you see the democratization? of news becoming more important. You know, you you sit up there every day and we we always admire. We talk about this all the time. Damn, she's good sitting up there with generally five, generally men. men. Yeah. Um, but more so our question goes into as more and more people are rising through the ranks as these sort of credible voices with journalistic integrity coming from different places. I mean, you said it again, you said it earlier. You're like TV, who knows? Right. What's going to happen, right. right? And planning for the future. Like as this kind of sea of change happens where people are reporting live on Facebook mm-hmm. and and they're not necessarily like trained anchors. I know. Right. Like, does that become confusing? Does that be become problematic. a good thing? Does that like what, yeah. you know, what does that think, look like? I think it's very messy. I think it's very disruptive. And I think that over time, competition will bring the right voices to the fore and it, but it will look very different and it should i mean we're not going to ever go back to three networks going on tv at 6 p.m yeah you know we're just not it's different it's everywhere and it's voice and it's credibility and it's the story and it's the person who emerges but that person is going to emerge out of places you and i don't even know about right now and um credibility is going to come in different packages but you know what you can't beat credibility. You can't pretend to be credible. You either will build an empire, a media empire that right. is, yeah, and it will right. run the ship of media, or you know, you'll fall apart and explode and become fake news. I do believe that sort of the tenets of journalism have to be uh, held close and you know, they're easily, if someone is not credible or something is fake news, it's easily undermined by the system itself. It will be very messy for a while, but I think we'll I agree with that. Will competition will win. Yeah, I agree with that. Where do you think brands and advertisers can play a role? Like either today, I mean, this is a challenging time for brands and advertisers. Yeah, right? there was a, a particular commercial that aired of late that caused some oh. some ruffled feathers. And we're going to be talking about we're it. We're going to be talking about more. that a bit more on yeah. our show. But just curious to get your perspective on where, yeah, what Alexa's saying, you know, you see brand stepping in, whether it is with Know Your Value or whether it's just, quite frankly, sharing their values in the news cycle. And also supporting certain talent. Yeah, I think, you know, point. like, what, is that, what does that great look point. like from, you, from your... I, I think seat? it's all online. Um, I think that's where the money is. Um, and, I mean, that's where everything's going. And, you know, boutique branding, like our show, Morning Joe, we, we deal, we have a specific audience. And even NBC itself is, is still learning to understand our audience and how to appeal to it and sell to it because they are higher educated. They're in New York, Washington, Boston, L.A., Chicago. They're not necessarily the audience that uh, of the shows that are on at the same time of ours that we compete with. Yeah. So how do you advertise and how do you – it's all it's Where do you all get evolving. your news? 
Where do I get I my news? I was totally going to ask the same thing. <laughs> well, I follow on Twitter and the New York Times, Washington Post, you know, Politico. Um, and I'm on all day. I'm on my phone all day. I do not do Facebook. I just can't. I just, you don't have so time, right? Yeah. And there's just so many other things going on. Um, I need like all my, so I put everything on a Twitter feed that's just serious journalism and just read the news as it rolls by. And then everything is kind of shot at me by our staff anyway. So right. email and, you know, however, my yeah. girls will, my girl, my girls will send me stuff. Where yeah. do you see Morning Joe going if it's not on air? Oh my God. Um, if it wasn't, if it wasn't. Yeah. You know, I think I could see it going global um, in in a media, a very kind of aggressive media empire that's thinking that way. And we've we've talked before about that. That could happen. Um, is there breaking news? No, no. there's no breaking news. <laughs> it's just a couple of conversations yeah. we had over the years. Yeah. yeah, that it would it would have a platform that's, and you know, I don't know if that's good or bad for it. I know that would be very good for Know Your Value someday to go global because there are there are countries that are already reaching out on that brand. Um, but for Morning Joe, where we really get Washington. We really understand Washington. what's going to happen next. You're a must watch. And everybody around the world wants to know about that. Yeah. So um, I, I could see it being somewhere online around the world. Well, Mika Brzezinski. Going global. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you Mika. so much for spending the time with us. So that wraps our special Women Crush Wednesday edition of Adlandia. Thanks, Mika Brzezinski. Thank you. At Morning Mika on Twitter. You can also watch Mika every weekday from 6 to 9 a.m. on MSNBC's Morning Joe. Don't forget to pick up her two books coming out later this fall on millennials and career reentry. And if you want to know more about Know Your Value, go to KYV365.com. Thanks, Adlandia. We'll be back with our regular episodes next Tuesday. Full disclosure, our opinions are our own.